grace and mercy and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Jesus Christ, our great shepherd. Amen. God's word for our meditation this morning is our gospel lesson from John chapter 10, the words of Jesus. I'm going to read, reread just two of the verses, verses 27 and 28. Your good shepherd says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. This is the word of the Lord. A few years ago, Naja Haynes walked into the Nashville International Airport and walked right through the TSA checkpoint without anyone saying a word. And she boarded on an airplane without a ticket and sat down in a seat. And now after a while, they made, didn't, the, everything wasn't lining up quite right. They figured out that she did not belong on that plane, but it took quite some time. Now, now you think, if, if you've flown in the last 20 years, you wonder, how can that happen? How is that possible? It did. And now you think, you know, with all of the people that travel every single day, all throughout our country, it's a pretty rare and isolated incident. But it happened. It can happen. And all of us feel just a little less safe because it did. Where do you find security? And I'm not looking for the answer between the terminal and the boarding gates. Where do you find security for your life? Where do you find the place that makes you feel safe and secure? No matter what trouble or hardship or suffering or pain may come into your life. Now I know you're sitting here today, and, and so I know that the pat answer is going to be, well, I find it in the promises of God, of course. But if I would press a little bit harder, what would you say? Well, I know I should. I know that I, I want to. Make those promises of God be my certain security and comfort and peace no matter what's going on in my life. I want that. But how often it's not. I have no doubt that all of you do. I mean, I do. But, but how cynical and skeptical we become, don't we? It's easy, isn't it? Because you look at our lives and what happens? People break their promises to us. We're let down. We're told things are going to go this way and they don't. This life makes us cynical and skeptical. And so isn't it so easily translatable to the promises of God too? I should believe them. I, I want to trust in them. I, 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 I know that's the good thing, but, but how often I don't. We become cynical and skeptical. And because of the experiences of life, 
because of being worn down by all of the broken promises and the empty words and, and the things that we've tried to put our security and safety in and they failed us, how easy too that when we come here on Sunday mornings, it's so encouraging to hear these things, right? And maybe even I open up my Bible once in a while during the week, but, but how easy it is when the rubber actually meets the road that these can just become to us words on a page. And so what do we do? We have to find our security and our safety somewhere, don't we? There's something we have to put our hope in and place our trust in. So what do we often do? We put it in these things that we know know are going to fail us. <laughs> We know they're going to. We, we, we see the examples all around us in other people's lives. It's happened to us. We see the failure after failure after failure, but yet what do we do? We put our hope and our peace and try to find certainty and security in all of these things that we know in the end can't. Paychecks, raises, Retirement savings. Now, these things we know can bring us some contentment, can bring us some happiness, can bring us this sense of security when we have those things, but, but, but we all know. Either you've seen it or you have, you've experienced it. That a job can be lost and a raise can be given to somebody else. And that home and property can lose its value overnight. Those retirement savings can be wiped out. We've seen it. We've experienced it. But yet how quickly we put our hope and our happiness in that wealth, which we know can't last, can be taken from us, can be stolen. How about people? How often don't we put our trust and our security in, in people around us? Family and friends who should be there for us. And, and maybe you are blessed with, with family members and friends who are there for you. And that is a wonderful blessing. But the fact is, they cannot always be there for you. They will let you down at some point. And maybe it's because they're just giving you lip service and they say they're going to be there and they have no intention to or they really want to, but they just can't. You know that. You've experienced it. As much as these people in our life that are closest to us and dearest to us should be there for us, you cannot find certain security in sinners. They will let you down. They will fail you. They will lie to you. And you know that all too well because you do it to others too. You, maybe you're the type that puts your security in yourself. In your own talents and abilities. In your own knowledge and experience. Or maybe in your looks or in your health. But you know if you're getting older, 
as you are, that all of these things eventually are taken away too. You cannot find true and certain security in yourself. Now, all of these things may give us this, give us this sense of being safe, of being secure, but, but none of them will last. And sometimes we learn that the really hard way. And then where are you left? You're still looking for what can bring you true, lasting, certain security. When life goes off the rails, when the friend betrays you, when the spouse says, I'm leaving, when the savings account is gone, when that temptation to fall into old sins just seems too hard to pass up, when the surgery is looming, when the cancer is supposedly unbeatable, when your parent dies, when it seems like no one else could ever understand what you are going through and what you are experiencing, what you're feeling, in all of those situations in life and in every other one as well that you might be going through right now or have gone through in the past or might go through in the future, God is still there. God is still faithful. God's promises still stand. God wants you to have certain security. God wants you to know that no matter what happens in this life or what can happen in your future, that you are going to be okay. That you are safe. That you are secure. And that you are loved. And we have before us what's become known as the Good Shepherd chapter, John chapter 10. Where we have this beautiful picture of how a shepherd cares for his sheep. And Jesus uses this beautiful illustration to show us how in him alone can we find true security and worth and value. In him alone do we find everything that we absolutely need. You see, friends, it's not about how strong you are or how faithful you are, or, or how strong your faith is, but it's about how faithful and strong and loving your good shepherd is. Who calls out to you. Who says, listen to my voice. Who gives you the promise that he alone will strengthen you. He alone will make you feel secure. We have this amazing, beautiful promise here in, in this little section from John chapter 10 that Jesus says about his sheep, about you. Yes, you, who often wander and stray. Yes, you. He says this in verse 28. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. 
no one will snatch them out of my hand. In that one little sentence are three incredible, amazing promises that your good shepherd makes to you. He says first, I give them eternal life. We have the promise that in the risen Savior, in our good shepherd, our living good shepherd, we have new life right now. That's been the whole focus of this Easter sermon series. Life begins right now in the risen Christ. But, but you've got something beyond this life of trouble and suffering and pain. Beyond this life of loss and loneliness, you have the promise of eternal life with your good shepherd. And it says it's not something you have to earn. It's not something you have to do something to get it. He says, I give them eternal life. It's, you, it's yours. That eternal life is a gift with your name on it already. Right now. Your good shepherd says that eternal life is secure for you. You will get to live with him forever in heaven. And then he says, they shall never perish. Now, you may have to face a physical death unless Jesus comes back on the last day. But you will never taste eternal death. You will never perish forever in the flames of hell. Because your good shepherd went through death first for you. He was the first one to be raised from the dead so that he could be the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And that's what death is for a Christian. It is simply like falling asleep and we get to wake up in the presence of that lamb who sits on the throne through whom we have been washed clean with his blood that we get to stand before his presence in, that, in those white robes, holy and righteous before him forever. We shall never perish. Because our good shepherd lives. He gives you eternal life. You shall never perish. And then because of that, because those two things are true, he says, no one, no one can snatch them from my hand. You belong to your good shepherd. In your baptism, the good shepherd claimed you to be his very own, to be a member of his flock of his church, of his body, of his family. You belong to the good shepherd. And he promises that he has power over all things, over all sin, over death, over the devil, over everything. And so that nothing in this life, no pain, no sickness, no loss, no temptation, can snatch you from his hand. Dear friends, Find true and certain security in the only place it can be found. In the promises of your good shepherd. He gives you eternal life. You will never perish. No one can snatch you from his hand. How can he say such things? How can he make such bold promises? How, how can we be sure that these promises really are true. Right before this beautiful sentence that Jesus speaks to you, his sheep, he says about you, he says, I know you. I know you. And the word that's used here in the original language 
is, is, is this deep, intimate knowledge. It's not I know of them. It's I know everything. I know everything about them. I know their hurts. And I know their suffering. And I know that loneliness that you feel. And I know that temptation that you face. And I know what it's like to be betrayed by someone who's supposed to love you. I know what it's like. And he knows all of these things that you go through, not because he's the omniscient God, and that's true, but, but also, in addition to that, because he's gone through all of it just like you. That this good shepherd didn't just sit on a throne in heaven, but he became one of us and lived this human life in every way and has experienced and he intimately knows personally the pain and the suffering and the betrayal and the loneliness and the temptation. He knows what it's like so that when you go through it, he can say, I know. And I'm there with you to forgive you when you fail and to strengthen you in the face of it and to comfort you when you fall and to love you when it seems like no one else does. This good shepherd who knows everything about you. And maybe, maybe in a sense that's a scary thing, that he knows everything about me. Every wicked thing I've thought. Every careless word that's come off my lips. Everything I've done, he knows it all. And maybe for, for our mothers today on this day, you know, it's nice to have a, a special day and be honored and people to say Happy Mother's Day, but... But you know better than anyone else the failures. How you carry around guilt, maybe, for things that you didn't do. You know your failures more than anybody else, and maybe while you hear Happy Mother's Day and you put on the smile deep down, you're saying, why is there a day for me? I don't deserve this. Yeah, Jesus knows all those too. But yeah, think about this. This good shepherd who knows everything about you, who knows you intimately, is the same good shepherd who is willing to lay down his life for you. Think about that. He knows everything you have done, but yet he was willing to die for you. Only to take his life up again. To assure you that every sin has been paid for. Moms, every sin paid for. You are forgiven. And every, every one of you too, all of those sins nailed to the cross, buried in the tomb, your good shepherd raised to life for your certainty of your justification. You are not guilty. You are forgiven. You are his. He knows everything about you, but was willing to lay down his life for you only to take it up again. Friends, that alone is where you can find true and certain security for this life and for the promise of the life to come. Even, even when we as sheep still wander and stray, even when we are so quick to listen to other voices and try to find our security and place our trust in the things or the people of this life, even when 
We become so consumed by the things of this life. And, and as sheep, we become so afraid by the, the storms around us or the wolves that are chasing us. Your good shepherd never takes his eyes off of you. Even through all of our unfaithfulness and our waywardness, our good shepherd still is guarding and protecting and welcoming us back home. Searching for us. Clamoring for us. Dying for us. Living for us. Shepherding us. You know, in all this that Jesus does for us, our good shepherd, there's two things he says in here that we do as his sheep because of everything he does for us. Listen again to verse 27. It's, it's a bracket here between the I know them. Listen to, listen to the bracket here. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Our good shepherd knows us and loves us in spite of it and loves us through this life and into the next. And so, what do we do? We listen to his voice and we follow him. Who else is there to listen to? Who else is there to follow? You know, you know with our children, we tell them, be a leader, not a follower. Unless you're following the kids who are going to study at the library. But then by all means, follow them. But we teach our kids to be leaders, right? But when you have a good leader, it's a joy to follow. It's a blessing to follow. And that is what we have in our good shepherd. Because where does he lead us? He leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Where does he lead us? He leads us through this valley of the shadow of death that is this life and leads us to those springs of living water where God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. That is where he's leading us. Who else do we have to follow? Who else do we have to listen to? In your good shepherd, find true and lasting and certain security. This good shepherd willing to lay down his life for you, willing to take it up again to assure you that you are his. You belong to him. Nothing can change that. That's security. And that's yours. Amen. Please stand.